Mr. Yep. Four Handicap, from what I hear. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier <laughs> uh, in the day. Chase, who was it, Garbers? Uh, yeah, it was Garbers. Britton yeah. Covey jumping on with us. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we were talking handicaps with Garbers, and he said, yeah, you're, you're carrying about a four these days. Yeah, well, that's my current. Sometimes I wonder, what's the point, though? Why did I even get down to a four handicap? Like, what am I going to do with that skill? So, uh, no, well, beat up on your coach. He thinks he's a player, but he's not. <laughs> right. We actually have... I organized a player versus players versus coaches scramble this week That's on what Thursday. I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Ooh, where is players it be? versus coaches. I know. Okay. Where is it going to be? It's going to be Eaglewood Golf Course up sure. in North Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Drew, the Drew Lisk coming back. So hopefully that gives us a little bit of firepower. Who's a player on your team? Uh, I'd say the the best player is probably Charlie Vincent, running back for East, who's now running back for the U, and then. Uh, Charlie Brewer actually is probably the player? best. Yeah, Brewer's a pretty good player. Okay. So I would say those guys. Most of the other guys can't hit the ball much, but <laughs> <laughs> but those guys can play. Those guys can play. Yeah, yeah. All well, right, well, get Whittingham in the trap, and you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll struggle. Uh, so hey, excited uh, to have you here with us. Uh, you know, is it? It's got to be nice to get back to a season. You know, starting with media day, that's a little bit on the normal side, right? Oh yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I was supposed to do this last year, and it was all virtual. I didn't even feel like I did it. So I was really excited to come here. And I don't know, I, I feel like I've done a lot of interviews in my career. And so it kind of just feels more normal. I used to get super nervous before things. And now I just realized that people just want you to be yourself and stuff. And so uh, it's also fun to be with the other guys. You know, there's 22 yeah. other players here. It's fun to be a, here in a non-competitive atmosphere with them. Yeah, I've and, heard uh, a lot of guys say that. And I don't it's because they know we're a Salt Lake Station. But there's been about four or five of them that brought up your name. Oh, really? And your their interactions with you. Yeah. Oh, well, that's nice of them. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think they just get a, a kick out of me probably because I am goofy. And you're but, small. Yeah, small. <laughs> you're different. Goofy. Yeah, maybe a little bit. So <laughs> losing my hair. You know, already. And you're old. <laughs> right. But all, all preseason, all conference, twice might I add. Uh, is it pretty cool to, uh, I, I guess, the, you know, the recognition might be old hat to you at this point, but uh, pretty cool to have some high expectations set by uh, the folks who consume this conference? I think so. Honestly, sometimes I, I prefer it not, not that way because that's how I was my whole life. But at the same time, it's, it's kind of a testament to what I've done um, because my whole life, I was never on those lists. I, was, I wasn't highly recruited. I was a two-star coming out of high school. No one expected me to play my freshman year. And then coming back from my mission, everyone expected me to play poorly. Coming back from my ACL, everyone. So having some expectations to me is a sign of respect and, you know, that I've kind of overcome certain things that people didn't think I would. Uh, so I, I think that's just become a pattern in my career, I guess. Well, you're a highly skilled player. I mean, we still reference back to sitting up in the press box in the Coliseum and that punt return against SC. And, you know, I can go on and on. Really, the only thing that has derailed you has been injuries. Right. Uh, and I don't know if it's just circumstance, it's your size or what. But if you can find us your way to stay on the field, you will be productive. I don't think there's any question about that. Can you stay on the field, man? What do you right. need to do to make sure that you're out there those 12 games? Right. Well, you know, it, what's interesting is everybody likes to bring up the, the games where I've been hit way hard and things like that. Washington. Washington <laughs> and, and Washington State last year. Yeah. I've never missed a game or a play or anything 
from hits. Right. I've never missed. It's all been my ACL and then a couple soft tissue injuries. So, you know, the concept of getting injured because you're taking hits to me isn't isn't correct as much it's so you don't you, worry about that you don't worry about that as much you do worry about it for sure you got to be smart you know my old high school coach texts me after every game to run out of bounds and things like that <laughs> so you got to be smart but it's the soft tissue small muscle groups those are the things that you got to work on because i've missed a game because of a or two games because of a hamstring i've missed my acl and then i missed a game because of a groin and and so that's what i've been focusing on this season the last six months so i, I hired a personal trainer Dr. Skyler Main, and he specializes in that. We just do a lot of hips and hamstrings, groins, uh, because that's been the only thing that's taken me out, really. Chase Hansen had a term uh, he used one time when I was interviewing him, and rather than rehab, he called it prehab. Yes, yeah, that definitely. And that's the biggest difference between my body now and in high school or freshman year. I need prehab. You know, back in the day, I could just go out, no warm-up, nothing, and I was totally fine. But now you you got to go in an hour before every practice at least, and you got to get foam rolling, stretching, getting these muscle groups firing. So yeah, before I agree with Chase. every practice. You're saying too, not before just every games. practice. Oh, yeah, okay. before All every right. practice. That that's how you stay healthy. So I've been healthy for about seven, eight months now. We'll keep it going. So this is this is a hard question to ask because of it's just such a sad story. But Ty Jordan was such a big part of the offense last year, and he was a star. I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was just incredible, and that's why there's a big on field component because he was so good but you know I guess talk about the challenge of going into the season offensively without a player like that yeah well it definitely changes the dynamic because you can use a player like Ty in so many different roles especially with how many different skill sets he had Uh, the good thing is we have more depth this year on the offensive side of the ball than any year that I've come through Uh, and I don't want to I've learned not to you know, speak too highly of things before things come to pass, you know, from my past interviews and things. Um, But the depth on the offensive side of the ball is what's really impressive this year. So we're going to have three tight ends that can play. You're going to have eight receivers that can play, and there's no drop-off between the one and the two. You're going to have three running backs, maybe four running backs that are all consistent. So what you lose in a playmaker like Ty, I think you make up for in depth and in rotations and having to have guys fresh rather than just focusing on how can we get this one player the ball so it, it is tough to 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 lose that part of your Such offense a, tough story. a lot of focus yeah. on the quarterback as you know i got to admit that i'm a i'm a little bit skeptical and you can answer this question that i'm going to get to as i set it up you know i know brewers coming in and he threw uh for a ton of yards but i sort of view the Big 12 as like the Colorado Rockies in baseball. Their stats at home are always way better than their stats on the road because of the altitude and whatever. And I view Big 12 quarterbacks, I have a little bit of skepticism Mm -hmm. because it's like they don't play any defense in that conference the way (laughs) other conferences do. So I don't know what to make of all these yards that he threw for because I don't know that I believe in the defenses the way he's going to face better defenses, I believe, in the Pac-12. But you've been with this kid. Now, we haven't been normally. We could go to spring ball, but we haven't been able to do that. And so we didn't see him last year because he wasn't on the team. You're there. What do you – I don't even know if he'll win the job, but if he does, what do you see from this kid? Well, the first thing that I noticed from Charlie was – and this was always hard for me to do as a quarterback in high school, but I always should have done better at it, was 
you you trust your matchups, um, even if even if that means just throwing it up to a guy. So, for example, I had Samson Nakua in high school as a receiver. I literally could have just thrown it up every play, but I would I would wait until he was open, to, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, for that reason, I had a great completion percentage, but I also missed a lot of opportunities. I feel like Charlie's really good at understanding matchups to where it's just. You know, yeah, it's going to be this coverage, but at the end of the day, I trust my guy more than I trust this DB. Uh-huh. And you see that in his quick decision-making. It's like he doesn't overcomplicate things. He sees a matchup with Vele on the outside with someone, and he's like, oh, I'm taking that. Um, and I think that comes from experience. You go look at his film at Baylor, lots of fades, lots of inside fades, lots of red zone fades, um, post routes, kind of jump ball type things where he just trusts. He gets to know his players, and he trusts them. Um, and I don't think that's going to change. Now, uh, the other thing is, is he's really good at simplifying, I said this before, simplifying defenses. Um, there's, you know, people try and disguise things. But in college, you still can get away with most of your reads being pre-snap. Um, and I know Tyler Huntley was that way. I mean, the vast majority of his reads were pre-snap. And uh, as long as you can put the ball on the money, you, you'll be fine. And it's interesting because Charlie doesn't have the strongest arm I've ever seen. He's not the tallest I've ever seen. He's not the most athletic I've ever seen. But he, he plays a lot like Tyler in that he simplifies the offense. Um, I'm, I'm with you, though. I like slowing down the hype train on things till we see. I think that's important. I think that's good for Charlie, especially because Cam Rising is a great player. Right, you know, he right. knows the offense like the back of his hand right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, there really will be a competition there. Um, so I like slowing it down, not trying to hype things up too much. But I also can speak for Charlie in the sense that there's a reason he has 9,000 career passing yards. And uh, there's a reason he is so highly touted. Well, Britton, uh, thank you for jumping on with yeah, us. We appreciate we it. It's already? great to see you. Yeah, I mean, we've got people. Just got started. He's we Britton could, freaking Covey. Yeah. Talk to him all day. Go ahead. What, what, what one thing do you want to ask Britton yeah, Covey? Okay, another here. thing that I don't like to hype up is performances in the spring game. Oh, because, absolutely. Because I've seen guys that just go crazy and they, they don't do as much. But this Vele kid caught my eye. Yeah. Is, how real is he? Well, here's the thing. Vele has performed in every practice for the last year and a half. Um, I've talked with Vele about this person, personally. So I don't, you know, he, when he gets into a game, he gets a little bit nervous. And I'm helping him with that right now because when I say, like, I've never seen potential in someone like I have in Vele, He's got the same body type as, like, a Tim Patrick. Uh-huh. When we go play pickup ball, he's doing through-the-leg 360 dunks. Oh, like, really? he's the most athletic player you'll meet. Um, and when he gets out on the field in practice, he just dominates. I mean, he would route up Jalen Johnson and Julian Blackman. Um, I've heard of those guys. But, <laughs> yeah, no, no, he really – but he needs that to carry over to the game where he has that confidence. So yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's more of a mental thing right now where he's working through that. And I, I – you know, I'm fine with the height train being slow, but he's one I can say with confidence that at some point he's going to break out um, because of how good he is, especially if we use him right. I mean, you throw a jump ball to Vele in the red zone, it's a 80% chance he catches it, 20% chance it's incomplete. They're not intercepting that ball. Like, it's the most safe play you can do. So I hope we do things like that cool. with him. Britton, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, we appreciate guys. you. Hey, good luck this year. Right? Yeah, yeah. Good luck okay. this year. Talk we appreciate soon. you. All right, there he is, Britton Covey, wide receiver for uh, the Utes. And as I mentioned, two times all-conference, second team, uh, preseason, of course, second team as a receiver yeah. and first team. Uh, I like that, uh, play a little OC. As we a need returner. to be throwing fades to Vele. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, that turned out to be a good a good question. 